Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Talking sports, uh, it's for you. Play and play and we spit it every day. And we're talking sports, give us a call, okay? Ray and Tay today. Yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Yes, we do. Talk sports. Uh, it's for you. Play and play, and we spit it every day. And we're talking sports. Give us a call, okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And we got some technical difficulties, but Tay, Eric Taylor, will be joining the show momentarily. we got a lot to talk about. We've got football. we got basketball. we got playoffs. we got ball games. What don't we have? So let's start to reminisce a little bit about Christmas, about holidays, but we can't do that without paying our tribute, rest in peace, to 1980s pop music icon George Michael. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, died at age 53. That's young, real young. So, Uh, oh, you're back. back. Yeah, man, you know, I didn't get to hear what you're saying except for... Yeah, man. Well, listen, George Michael, I don't even know what I could say is my favorite song because there were so many. And he was an 80s icon. And we've lost Michael and Whitney and Prince and so many this year. It's like Madonna, Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. it's like the 80s are, are, are almost taken away from us. And these guys are dying too young. 53 is young. What was your favorite song? For me, I was thinking, I love One More Try, Faith, Father Figure, A Different Corner. There's so many that people don't even know about. Uh, Let's just say I'll go with One More Try. What was your favorite George Michael song? I got to say Faith, because you got to have faith. 
face no, to face. No, he just had to face. Emphatic, you know, the guitar. Yeah, you Baby. got to have face. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 great, man. It's great. And it's it's a shame. It is definitely a shame. Let's get into these sports, man, because Sunday we had some gifts, and we'll talk about the NBA gifts. But for the football gifts, look, the playoffs are all set. We'll give you the picture. But starting off with basically, you know, those games, the Chiefs, 33-10, they eliminate the Broncos. So the Broncos and Panthers, this is the first time the Super Bowl champs will not even make the playoffs and the, both participants since 2003 when after the Raiders and Buccaneers played in the Super Bowl. We all remember that one. Tampa Bay won and got that done. And last night, Ray, felt as if the Denver Broncos did not come to play, almost like they didn't care. And that was a spanking. 33-10 to 10 was brutal. What did you think about Tariq Hill, Alex Smith, Kelsey, and do the Chiefs, if they get the second seed, which they can still, do they have a shot? They do because it's wide open and because Arrowhead has proven to be time and time again one of the more difficult places to play in the NFL. If they have to go on the road, they're beatable, and if Alex Smith has to win you the game, they're beatable. But I tell you what, the emergence of Tyreek Hill changes the game because you can't double-team Macklin. You see what happened with Kelsey. Kelsey just killed him, and and he didn't kill him softly. He killed him (laughs) hardly (laughs) with with extreme prejudice. So he was able to just get going from that first 80-yard touchdown – So, you know what, this defense is exceptional, and if they're healthy and D. Ford is back, Ali, uh, they've got Eric Berry on the back line, this team is really good, and because nobody is exceptional, even even the New England Patriots, this team has a chance. You know, I wouldn't have said that four or five weeks ago, but I think that they've got Tariq Hill makes a difference. And the leagues come down. You know, and with Derek Carr hurt, they have a chance to get that number two seed. And with that number two seed, you'd be hosting, uh, let's say, if, if it holds the form, you'd be hosting five. Um, you know, and the only thing is five in this case is a rematch, right? Five is probably going to be the Raiders. But with, with Derek Carr and his finger you never know. By the way, they need to get rid of McCoy. this. They need to recede by record, I think. I think we've gotten to the point where it's right. a little bit Houston ridiculous. Should, Houston should not be the four seed. Should let, be the four seed let's and just, have a home game. Right. No, no, definitely. But the AFC is pretty much set. We don't know in terms of the, you know, the Patriots still could lose number one if they lose to Miami and Oakland wins. Oakland plays Denver. Chiefs play the Chargers. Miami and New England play. But the, the, the six teams are set. New England, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Houston, probably one through four division winners. Kansas City, five. Miami, six. Right now, opening weekend, it looks like it could be Kansas City at Houston, Miami at Pittsburgh. If it stays that, you've got to believe Pittsburgh and Kansas City would advance. Yes. I mean, they'll be the favorites for sure. Now let's talk about the other Sunday Christmas treat because my Pittsburgh Steelers. All of this is wait, wait. Let's just let's just tell it like it is. All of this was just a ruse to talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) 
You wanted the show to start off with your Pittsburgh Steelers, but you had to give a little George let's, Michael. You had to no, 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 little... let's be honest. Let's be honest. Props to George Michael always because you got to have faith. And Tay always tells Ray about having deep water faith. And it came through because the Baltimore Ravens had us on the rope. We're talking like, you know, Hagler, Hearns, Ali, Frazier. They had us on the ropes, but they had two drives. And I told my son, I said, we're going to come down the field the next two drives and score touchdowns, and that's exactly what we did. Le'Veon Bell saved the day, and then Antonio Brown saved the season. You know, Big Ben, he makes some sloppy mistakes, Ray, and I was really pissed because – I think he was ready to give that game away. But give the Steelers credit, give their defense some credit, because they had some great defensive stands. And for Antonio to basically grown man wrestle against the grown man strength team with Steve Smith, fighting against um, your boy Eric Weddle and C.J. Mosley, that was heroic to get those six inches and get in the end zone. It was incredible. I, I went crazy. And that's how a division title should be won. It, 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 it basically even it should be won. Incredible, like considering you lose if he doesn't make that play. Because I don't think in nine seconds you can get up to the line of scrimmage and call oh, a play. Oh, you're right. That was it. That play right there was it. Um, and I love the jerseys. You asked me about that off air. I thought it, they looked great. The tops we've worn before. But to have it with the black bottoms, that was kind of gangster. I, I, I like that whole getup, and I would even wear that in the playoffs. That was just uh, that was really hot. And I think the Patriots they can fear two teams. You might not fear Kansas City like you said because of Alex Smith, but if Houston gets back in their defense, Eric Berry and Peters are playing Pro Bowl levels again. You know, so we'll see because Tariq Hill is definitely on that category of special lure. But right now, you've got to fear the Pittsburgh Steelers because they can outscore anybody, and their secondary is starting to play better. They don't have Cam Hayward, but Eric Davis from Yo Terps and Artie Burns are slowly – Sean Davis, sorry, not Eric Davis. Props to him from the Niners and NFL Network. But <laughs> they're starting to play a lot better, Ray, and I think the Steelers, they can you know, get, you know, get a stop here and there and win a shootout in New England. I really do believe that. Well, anything's possible. I think in both leagues, even the Cowboys, by record, are, are you know, dominating, but I don't think they're a dominant team. We'll see tonight. Uh, so anything is possible. Home field advantage might actually be important because these teams are going to be evenly matched, and you never know. That's why th- those those home play the difference between, especially in the AFC, the difference between two and five is going to be a tiebreaker, a, a, either a full game or a tiebreaker. And it's a big Do the Broncos game. come to play? Can the Raiders beat the Broncos? Do you think the Broncos show up week 17 after that dud performance? You know what? I do. I Those think they win with Matt McGloin. So heated. Those rivalries are so heated that they'll yeah. be ready to play. And then the end of that game, how Ontario Poe threw that touchdown and embarrassed oh, that them was... even more. That, that was, was unnecessary. Great. That was unnecessary. And, uh, from from you know from from Denver's standpoint, and Vaughn Miller gave them all wine and tried to wine and dine everybody. So <laughs> they, they got a foul, they got a bitter taste in their mouth. Possibly so. Let's 
Let's look at the NFC, Ray. You know, like you said, tonight's game matters so much more for the Lions, but I do think it matters a little bit for the Cowboys for momentum. But the seeding is Dallas 1, Atlanta moved up to 2 with that Arizona Cardinal victory over the Seahawks. Lions 3, that can switch, you know, basically next weekend. The fourth team, which is, can't believe they go from 2 to 4, the Seahawks. Giants 5, 6, it's going to be between Tampa, Washington, Green Bay, and Detroit. I think if Green Bay wins and Detroit wins tonight, they're in, so they'll be six. So I think Detroit has got, you know, they've got, they control their own destiny. And the Redskins and Tampa need a lot of help. What do you think is going to be the final positioning? Do you see Green Bay winning? And if they do, do you see Detroit? Well, I guess we'll make our Monday Night Football pick in a minute. But do you think basically you'll see Green Bay and Detroit in the playoffs? I do. I think Green Bay's on a mission. They have the bad man, the best player in football, when he's healthy, on their team. And this game, really, Green Bay needs to win it to be in it. Detroit doesn't. So Detroit could win today, lose next week, or they could win next week. They've got many many ways to get in, but Green Bay only has one way to get in. I think – Actually, no, that's not true. Depending well, on no, if Washington and Tampa lose, Green Bay can get in. Lose. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I take that back. But I still think that they're on a mission. I think those are the two teams. I think the, the, the tie comes back to hurt Washington, and Tampa's loss was, was a big deal. So that's going to cost them. Yeah, and, you know, we, gosh, we feel so sorry for Carr and Mar- Marcus Mariota, you know, yes, the Titans, let's be fair. With them breaking their legs, but let's be fair, uh, Mariota, they, before the leg was broken, that game was over, the Jaguars stepped up, and it almost makes you feel like, Ray, wow, did they really not like playing for Gus Bradley? Because they came out like gangbusters, and some would say they're playing for their jobs, but at the same time, man, I don't know if Doug Marone maybe can win himself a, a job with the way the team looked. But Jalen Ramsey and the Jaguars, they were on fire and put it on a team that, honestly, I thought would not only win, but win the AFC South. And then in one swift, you know, motion, all of a sudden, the Texans are the champs. And it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Now, Derek Carr, they're saying six to eight weeks. You know, maybe Super Bowl Sunday he could be back to try to inspire the team. You and I both know he's not going to be ready I mean, is he doing the the, the the T.O. and try to get back for the Super Bowl? Do you think that Derek Carr could play in the Super it's Bowl not, in six not, weeks? It's not relevant. <laughs> I, I just don't think that they are good, good enough. enough to get there. Yeah, they can't win three games. I, I just don't think so. I mean, if, if, they, if they're the two seed, you only have to win two games, but I don't think so. I just don't, I don't see it. It's not in the cards. So we got to talk about it. We'll talk about some of these games on Saturday, Christmas Eve. But the biggest one we got to talk about, Ray, you called it. The Cleveland Browns, ladies and gentlemen. Let's clap it up. 1-14, they finally get a victory. And because the Niners won, they still maintain the number one pick. You know, you got to believe the Steelers might rest a couple of guys. So the Browns, you know, they might even win a second game. You might not say they would want to, but how impressive was that Browns win and the Chargers just, 
show how they find ways to lose games a week after yeah, week. Yeah, the Chargers just get broken up. It's it's too bad. You fire I mean, McCoy. I don't know that you have to, because I don't think he's lost the team like uh, our boy Todd Bowles in New York has. So I mean, they played for him. They just you remember they all too many teams, injuries. They had too many injuries, and and remember in the beginning of the season they lost all those close games where they were ahead in the in the fourth quarter, and you know. So I, I think he. He hasn't lost his team, so I, I think it's okay. I just think something's wrong there. That that constellation of players and Philip Rivers and and you know the running backs and and you know. But then again, you say if you add Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen to that team for the whole oh, yeah. season, do that. But Keenan Allen can't stay healthy. But let's say you do. Does that team win three three more games and then they're in the mix for the playoffs? The problem is AFC West is brutal. And there's no reason to think it's not going to be that way for a long time. I mean, Denver does need to find a quarterback. But you figure if Denver or Kansas City, but let's say Denver, gets Tony Romo and those players stay healthy, they're relatively young, uh, Uh, this division's best division. All three of those teams. They could improve and easily still be fourth in that division. So let's kind of go through this because I find this fascinating, and obviously next Monday we'll be really talking about it. But, Ray, there could be five to eight jobs available. And we know musical chairs with the quarterbacks. There could be four to seven quarterbacks switching teams as well. There's rumors about Sean Payton maybe leaving the Saints and maybe he could go to the Rams or the Jets or something like that. Um, maybe San Diego, maybe Foxy in Chicago. What jobs besides the Rams and Jaguars do you think will definitely open up? Right now we have two. How many do you think we'll have the Monday after the season next Monday? Oh, I got to feel like we've gonna, we're going to have plenty of like, – every year we have five to seven, so that's probably yeah. easy to say. But, you know, i got to think. Look, if you go Is down Rex list, done? I think Rex Is Ryan's Rex done? on. I think Rex is okay, done. Okay, so that's three. That's now, you three. talk about losing a team with Todd Bowles. I disagree. I think Todd Bowles has got to stay, and he gets a third year just because of what he did last year. I think this year was so just, I just weird and an anomaly. the back Indianapolis and Miami games are just – that's too much. I think that, that – uh, and I, I think he's a good coach. I think he, he, he is a legitimate – you know, contender for a head coaching job, not just a defensive coordinator, but I think. So, what do you say about Zimmer, though? How the, the the secondary went rogue and decided to switch up their coverages and how they wanted to play against Jordy Nelson and not listen to their head coach. The Vikings have totally who's fallen a apart. Coordinator, who? Yeah, you know what I mean. Who's a defensive guy, a defensive back coach, no less. A I mean, and you're talking back. about Xavier Rhodes, a Pro Bowler. Terrence Newman, almost a pro bowler and a 13-year vet who's been with him in Dallas and Cincy. I mean, these guys went rogue. What do you think happens there? And now I'm not saying you fire Zimmer, but I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, <laughs> look, I, I don't know. Zimmer can always say, look, you, you lose Adrian Peterson, Teddy Bridgewater within, uh, what was it, like a week or ten days, and, and we Khalil, started 5-0, and and then, you know, the wheels fell off the bus. So maybe he stays. But I think that you've got Cincinnati is going to be looking for a new coach. You know, I think that So then Buffalo time. and Cincinnati add Buffalo to the Rams and Jaguars. I don't, so that's I don't think 
Hugh Jackson. I think Hugh Jackson stays. There's no oh, reason he's to fire him useless. yet. He's only had one what year. What about Chicago? Let's talk about Chicago, the Bears. we got Foxy. Bears fans that listen. It's, uh, there's a lot of talk. Too soon, too soon. Look, maybe John Fox is whispering in somebody's ear that, that Jay Cutler's not his guy. And he can't be – his force oh, can't definitely be tied gone. to Jay Cutler. So then Foxy gets gets another chance. Foxy gets to say, look, I, I got a clean shop. You got to decide what to do with Jay Cutler. I want to throw something at you. I want to throw something at you. This yeah. is a knuckleball. Now, your boy in Indianapolis has already said that he's not going to get rid of Grigson and Pavano. I think he's making a mistake, at least with the GM and Grigson. So maybe maybe they stay. They They could go. Who knows, right? That's a wild card. That's in play. Would the Panthers ever get rid of their head coach? Ron Rivera? Would Look, the Panthers get rid of Ron Rivera, right? I tell you what. what if, Jerry what, Richardson what is if, from the old school. And right. just like, if you look at it, and, and I hate to say this to all those Giants fans out there, but if you look at Eli Manning together with, the coach, Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Tom Coughlin. You take out the two Super Bowl seasons, and they're a sub-500 team. They mm-hmm. are basically a 7-9 and nine team, and they missed the playoffs more times than they made the playoffs. But the Super Bowl got them cover, cover for a second Super Bowl to their defense, right? So, so you know, you could have broken it up after the first Super Bowl, after they, you know, were Dudley, uh but I think the same type of mentality Jerry Richardson has uh, down there with the Panthers. And if Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, wins you a championship with a roster that nobody was blown away with, especially on offense, Cam Newton wins an MVP. Now, he had that discipline issue with the whole, you know, outfit and whatever, dressing for the road trip or whatever. But I, I think he, he would have to have several more seasons like this to uh, to get fired, I think he has a long leash. I think you win a Super Bowl, you get a long leash. You get three, four years. What about the Colts? <sighs> well, we both are in agreement that the Colts should get a new coach because the the even if you think Chuck Pavano's the man, something's not right. Andrew Luck is not. You're not getting the most out of Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck comes out once a generation, and you only have. So much time in the NFL, Andrew Luck has all the tools to be better than Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, physically, bigger, stronger, faster, everything. Yeah. But he's not. And you say to yourself, all right, I know it's a GM issue, but sometimes the coach needs to change too. The message that they hear every day needs to change. So I would – if I, long term, if for the best interest of the franchise, I think you need to to, to clean it out and and start fresh while Andrew Luck is in his prime. He's developing bad habits, he's doing too much, and for the sake of of his next five years, I think that you got to go with the new head coach. I would totally agree with you there, and to me, that would be five jobs. Now, Bruce Arians, there's rumors, you know, with his health, that maybe he could. They definitely wouldn't fire him, but that maybe he could potentially step down. I don't think he will, and I think Chip Kelly's staying in the 49ers. Do you think there could be any changes there with the Cardinals? 
like horrible you said, season. only if Arians isn't yeah. physically up to it, right? They had a great season last year. The wheels fell off a little bit this year. Um, Does Palm, yeah, they bring I, back Palmer? No, no. Uh, I tell you what, if I'm Tony Romo, I'm sitting back licking my chops. Most of the time when you're a an elite quarterback, past your prime, Donovan McNabb style, you go to the Arizona Cardinals of 10 years ago. But Tony Romo mm-hmm. could make the argument to the Cardinals, to the Denver Broncos and to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is a little more difficult because uh, Alex Smith is, is actually, you know, playing under Andy's system, playing exactly what Andy Reid yeah. has him coached. But you right. could argue that Tony Romo's agent says to these teams, I'm what you need to get over the hump and win you a Super Bowl. In a league that's wide open, I'm your guy. And that's well pretty compelling. Definitely because he could say, let Romo – Groom Paxton Lynch for two years. Trade Simeon, who showed that he's got talent. Maybe you can send him to the Browns or somewhere else, even the Texans, and he can compete. Right? The Jets. Simeon's proven that maybe he might be good enough to be in someone's, you know, competition. And then you know it doesn't hit you so much when you trade for Romo. You know that that's a thought. You know that that the Broncos could do that whole Manning thing. Obviously, Manning stayed longer than I think Tony would be able to stay, but Three you don't know. Right. Yeah, you don't know. So so what what, what were the any of the games? And, and then Sean Payton, do you think that that marriage could break up? Because there's a lot of smoke there. And where there's smoke, there's fire, right? You know, we we have that number, 10 years. And Mike Tomlin might be the one in the new era that that's able to stay longer, only because, or partly because of the organization, the Steelers. In that organization, that's really only had like two head coaches or three head coaches since you know when when football was invented. Uh, Chuck but, Noll and Bill Cowher. Yeah, and still have to believe that Peyton has some good years in him. I just don't know that New Orleans. I feel like both sides need a new need a shift. All three, Breeze, I think something's got to be broken up between Breeze, Peyton, and the Saints. Now, the Saints, you can't uproot a 53-man roster, so it's either Breeze or <laughs> Peyton. And you don't get about both? Drew Breeze because there's no, you know, who's your back? What about both? What if the Jets said, I'll give you my number fifth pick and, and Shelvin Richardson for Breeze and Sean Peyton? Oof. Um, <laughs> if you thought you were a second away from the Super Bowl, but if the Jets look at themselves and they look at their division and they say, wait a minute, the Bills are getting better, or at least are around eight, around 500, right? The Dolphins are 10 and they're going to be 10 and 6, 11 and 5, making the playoffs. And the Patriots are the Patriots. So unless you feel that you have Super Bowl around the corner, I don't know that you bring in a – although if you bring in Breeze and Peyton, you could argue, all right, Breeze has two or three more years, but Peyton maybe you can go ten years, five to ten years. Oh, yeah, Peyton's young. He's he a young man. He's a young man. I, I, look, it's worth a thought. And it's let me just say this. 
Let me just say this as a, as a Jet fan. The Jets are Ray and Tays, both of us, our second favorite team. If they do not start Hackenberg week 17, I am going to be irate because it makes no sense to go if Petty can't go – that you're going to go with Fitzpatrick when you already know who and what he is and he's not going to be back next year and Petty gets hurt. I wouldn't even play Petty hurt or not. To me, you have got to find out if Hackenberg could even take snap under center. It is absurd that you draft him and you don't play him not one snap. I don't want to hear about a a redshirt year. Let me ask you something. I get it, and I agree with you 100%, but – Let's try to get into the minds of the Jets. I can't, so help me. Why would you do that? And, and they're not irrational. I mean, they're doing it for a reason. Do they just see him in practice and think he's not ready? Do they think that his confidence will be shaken? Do they think that he's I have no idea ready? because guess what? He might be a bad practice player, but you don't know what happens when it's live ammunition. The kid could turn into something else, and you've got to at least give him a, a, you know, an opportunity to blow his nose. Let the kid blow his nose, Ray. I mean, come on. It, it, I it, agree. This I'm is embarrassing. It was a professional organization. Yeah, no, you, you're right. You're right. I, I don't even know. I, there's, no, there's no way that I could logically explain it, and I, I just wish the Post and Daily News and the New York Times, every New York Newsday, that they would just, just rip them all week if they do not do it. Just, I mean, just, you know, explain. Every day, back pages, Hackenberg better start, Hackenberg better start. That's all they should be putting out there. So, look, let's get to Monday Night Football. Oh, and, and let's give some props to the Falcons. Let's do that because, you know, we haven't talked about them really enough, Ray. And I think we'll probably do it on Friday or maybe next Monday. We might have to both be like write an I'm sorry letter because what they did this season and what they did to the Panthers, 33-16 in Carolina, Matt Ryan, quiet as kept. Everybody's forgetting about him in the MVP conversation. They want to talk about Ezekiel and Bell and Brady and, and, and Stafford. Well, how about Matty Ice? Because all he's done is manage running game receivers and not having Julio Jones play in like two or three games and then him also putting up like duds in three or four other games, which, you know, probably killed people in fantasy. But, you know, Freeman, Coleman – when Julio gets healthy, Sanu and Taylor Gabriel and then, you know, a plethora of just random tight ends led by Jacob Tammy, Matt Ryan's done one heck of a job, and and the coach has done, Dan Quinn's done one heck of a job, right? What are your thoughts on, on the Falcons, and how far do you think they can go? Because I think they're dangerous coming to playoffs. You know, they've – always been a team that hit the wall towards the end of the season. They did it last year mid-season. They could never really get over the hump against Seattle's of the world, kind of the tougher teams out there. But, you know, the tough guys are struggling, right? Seattle's been inconsistent on offense. Um, Dallas. It's all about that O-line. Can they, can they get in a shootout? Look, defense wins championships. We're all about defense, but there isn't really an exceptional – defense that they have to meet in the NFC until or they would meet them at home. I mean, I don't think Dallas, if they are the number two seed, now Atlanta's never been a huge home field, but if they're able to, to you know, take every game except Dallas at home, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm excited about that if I'm a, 
if I'm a uh, Falcons fan. And the combination of Coleman and Freeman, I think that's the key in the playoffs, if you can run the ball, because you know that outside you can do big things, and you know Matty Ice can spread the spread the love. Julio Jones is always going to be a factor, so you know nobody else will ever get double teamed because you know you got to keep two, four, six sets of eyes on Julio Jones at all times. So yeah, this team is dangerous. You know what changed everything for them, right? Beginning of free agency, when they signed Alex Mack, center, Pro Bowl center from the Cleveland Who's Browns. The Mack? He gave them a toughness. He, you know, he can call like Jeff Saturday, help call audibles. This guy is the general of that offensive line now, and it's made such a difference. This is a team that is, <laughs> they, you know, we could, we could laugh, but right now you could very easily say the NFC Championship could be Falcons against the Packers, and I wouldn't be surprised. I just wouldn't be surprised. Anything's possible, but. We'll see what the Cowboys do. So let's talk about tonight. (sighs) Do you think Prescott, Ezekiel, and the Cowboys pedal to the metal for four quarters, two quarters, three quarters? Do they just go and play this game because they don't want to let up on the gas and get rid of their momentum? What do you think they should do, and what do you think they will do? I think they should go pedal to the metal for four quarters because it's too early to shut it down. Remember, you're going to get a bye mm-hmm. in two weeks. So if you shut it down now, you have to shut it down next week, which means you have to shut it. You're basically shutting it down for three weeks. So you're almost, it's like a training a camp situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're almost a yeah. month without going live and going hard. So I think you go all out for three quarters. What I would love to see is, Tony Romo to get in the game. And and I know some people don't want to see that. I want to see it because things happen. You know, Dak Prescott could get hurt. Dak Prescott could, uh, you know, for some but reason. When do you leave. think it's good for the locker room? What, what it's fourth quarter? If you're fourth up quarter. by 10 or I think more? fourth quarter. Uh, look, because game set. But do you have to be 17? winning? Do you have to be winning, though? I what think if it's, so. What if you're losing? I think for Dak's confidence, you have to be winning. Um the other thing is, or, or fourth quarter, right? Either way, but just tell them. Just t- so th- these are these are the guidelines, right? This is what we're doing. Because the problem is, the game means nothing to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the number one seed overall, even if they lose the next two games. So arguably, you've got 120 minutes of football to just basically not get hurt <laughs> and keep your momentum going into the playoffs. And I would say also. Even if it's Mark Sanchez, but you got to get that backup some some time. You got to get you know again because things happen. Even even on the run, the the first run, the two thousand and one, um, you know Super Bowl run where Brady did his thing. Remember that Brady got hurt for a few series and Bledsoe had to come in and play. So right. Bledsoe had to stay sharp and Bledsoe got knocked out early. He got knocked out in game two. Remember Mo Lewis banged him up and uh, that was mm-hmm. the beginning of the Brady era. So you always need to be ready, and especially a guy like Romo, who's physically hasn't you know, played an injury, and then mentally with that speech and everything, right. yeah, you need to get him some quality minutes. And I'm worried that in week 17, 
the those minutes aren't quality necessarily. Those are more. But like don't you also? I I totally agree with you, and I think they need to keep the pedal to the metal. But I think it's also good for the team morale, the offensive line, and Ezekiel. Go go get that rookie rushing record. Go take down Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record. Let Zeke do his thing. Sometimes if you play to get hurt, that's when you get hurt. Go play football because that's what you've done to win the number one seed. And I think if they just go play football, they're going to be fine. Saying all that, I think Saying the Lions all that, Remember have... Mariota and Derek Carr thought they were headed uh, to the playoffs. And, uh, oh, you right. Know, the and, happen uh, in football. That's the only thing. Well, you and let's be honest, you have a, a left tackle who's got a bad back. You've got a – I think your right guard's got a bad leg. So you also think about rotating some linemen. I mean, at least, uh, you know, your boy Smith, your big, your big lineman. Uh, let's predict it. I, I, I'm going to say this. I think you guys play, but I think the Lions are, are, are really more desperate. And I think Golden Tate and Stafford, I think it's almost like playing in a dome, you know, because I don't think anything will be open. So it's no different from Dallas to Detroit. I'm sure they'll have some fans there. And I just think Detroit matches up well. My question, though, is with Darius Slay out, I think this could be some points because I think Dallas is going to be able to score. And I think what happens is is Detroit has to come back and win. And I do think they put Romo in the fourth quarter, and I think he gets picked. And I think Detroit comes back to win a close game. And I'm going to take Detroit 31-30. to 30. And this is the last hurrah for the fantasy championships. Now, Ray, you got to tell the audience. I think you're up twenty, and who's I'm left? Up twenty. You, However, you've got Elliot, right? However, I'm up twenty and have Elliot. So that's like, all right, you got it. No, not no. so fast, my friend. I'm going up <laughs> against Stafford, Bolden, Bolden, and Ebron. Ebron. Oof, Ray. If Z can give you ninety and two touchdowns. I think you're going. Well, that's a, that's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, well, um, listen, so. Detroit's, run, Detroit's run defense is like 26, 27. And, and, and well, that's what I'm hoping so. for, basically, to play keep away. You know, yeah. if, if Elliott and, and the Cowboys can, can control the time of possession, give me 35, 36 minutes time of possession, then I'll be – I'll, I'll have a chance. The problem is, as you know, when you go up against somebody that has multiple players, it's a double down, right? If Anquan yeah. Bolden scores a touchdown, it's it's over, basically, or, or Ebron, right? Because he gets it on both sides. He gets Stafford, Ebron, yeah, He's all in on the Lions. Well, yeah. listen, you're going to have a shot. My shot for third place is Jason Witten needing 34 points. Ooh. Travis Kelsey put me in such a bad spot after Le'Veon Bell got me 33 points and I was looking golden. Demarius didn't do much, but he did a little. But Travis Kelsey you killed it. Golden now, like Tate, right? Uh, I'm down. Uh, now I'm down 34 points. So this is a rough year for Tay. I in real ball, you know, I didn't even make the playoffs, and neither did Ray. And our, you know, ESPN league, and then I'm, uh, I have another league where I basically I won third place. So I'm trying to get two third places. That's not too much to brag about this year, but at least Ray's going for a chip. So we'll cheer Ray on. It's uh, Ray, what Ray hitting hard against Detroit Killers. So it should Ezekiel be fun. Elliot. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. So I got 31-30 Lions. What you got? Who's gonna win? What you got? I think it'll be a similar. 
outcome. I think it'll be a close game that Detroit ultimately comes back. Matthew Stafford, quiet as kept, is having one of his best seasons ever. Mm-hmm. His fourth quarter performance has been phenomenal. So it comes down to can the Cowboys play keep away in the fourth, which they have, or can the Lions come back and score? And I think they will. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as, as you've got it, but I'll say 27-23 Lions win. It means more to them, even though they still have to win against the Packers next week. But, yeah, I got, I got the Lions winning this one. Okay. Well, before we wrap it up, Christmas Day games. Look, Boston won. The Lakers took care of the Clippers late night if you went to sleep after the holidays. You had um, the the Spurs take care of the Bulls, and the Thunder took care of the young Timberwolves. But, Ray, I want your thoughts on 109-108. The Cavaliers edge the Warriors, and Kyrie, you know, basically does it again. What do you think about the game and the chess pieces? So, you know what? If these teams played 100 times, somebody wins 49 and somebody wins 51, and I don't know which one is which. <laughs> I mean, these teams are that good that you could flip a coin. Just like last year's finals could easily have been Golden State's, right? Yeah. Draymond Green, Game 7, LeBron with the block. So that team added Kevin Durant. The one thing I will say, most teams have roles and define roles. These guys, the Golden State Warriors, have three finishers. Now, maybe Clay Thompson is slightly below the other two, but not much in terms of finishing. So what might happen... And the one hope that the Western Conference teams like San Antonio or the Clippers have, even though I still think the Warriors are going to finals, is that it's that sense of uncertainty, that like too much of a good thing, who's your guy, right? Who's Bernard King on your team? Who is the guy that you get the ball to, as apropos George Michael in the 80s, who do you get the ball to? Who do you call a play for? Now, sometimes it's too predictable, right? Like the Knicks for years were going to Carmelo, and it was too predictable. But who's your guy? And and especially against Cleveland, right? Because well, Durant and Curry don't time. seem to be the yeah. They don't seem to be the guys. Curry and Durant don't seem to be time. the guys. <laughs> it might yeah. have to be Clay Thompson, believe um, it or not, against Cleveland. He might be the best matchup. I really, Ray, I totally agree, and I think that's what they're going to start to figure out because for some reason LeBron mentally he owns and remember Curry but it's only defense. against Cleveland that's the thing it's not against Cleveland no 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 against else. Cleveland right no no right but remember he had to sub out Curry subbing out Curry for offense defense that's very telling and so right. you know that's the one problem and Kyrie is unguardable the league leader I mean, in steals <laughs> Listen, this is uh, amazing, but I, I'm surprised though because I look. Durant had a great game. LeBron had a great game, but you know, Kevin Love was big in the first half. You know, and look, they did this without Jr. So I, I got to tell you, you know, we both picked the Warriors to win it all over this same Cleveland team, but that that was an interesting game, and I'm I could see Cleveland just as easily beating the Warriors in six or seven. 
because I think right now LeBron is at his apex. He's at the mountain, and you could say physically he's down a step or two off that top of the mountain, but mentally he's wrapped all the way around it, and then he's got Thompson in his role, like you said, Kyrie and Love in their roles, and they're all exceptional in their roles because Kyrie Love is becoming that great third scorer, Kyrie's going, he's becoming that great go-to guy, and Thompson is all defense or all boards. And LeBron right now, like I said, is playing like basically if he wants to, which I predicted last year but not this year, is the defensive player of the year. This year I went with Draymond. That Kyrie Irving has emerged, it might be a little too early to say this, but he's emerged as one of the best all-time finishers you know, in NBA uh, history. He's not quite there yet, but he's on a trajectory to be really an all-time finisher. I think you're right. I think you're right, right. So it should be a good Monday night football game. Villanova's still number one. I think UCLA moved up to two, Kansas three. Um, should be some college basketball. Enjoy the football games. On Friday, we will predict the New Year's Bowls and the, you know, the other good bowl games, you know, the – USC, whatever game, Penn State and all that stuff. But, Ray, that Friday, Washington, Alabama for New Year's Eve. We'll we'll talk about that on Saturday. We got some stuff coming up and Ohio State, Clemson. It's exciting. Now, honey, I don't understand. Do they – does college football going up against the NFL on New Year's Day? No, college football is New Year's Eve. It's the 31st. No, no, no. I'm talking about for the New Year's Day games. Not the, oh, yeah. not the final I mean, four, the few, other bowl games. But they're games. scaled back. They're scaled back, right? The top four teams are out. But, yes, there there are going to be uh, four games on New Year's but Day. But for the Rose Bowl, right, for the, you yeah. know, for the good, yeah, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a I guess it's just a, a, a calendar faux pas, right? Right, nothing nothing you really Because they'd almost be better that. to just do that for, you know, the the Monday, to play those two other games all day Monday. So... Anyway, rest in peace, George Michael. Great show. Enjoy Monday Night Football. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, have a great sports week. We'll catch you at the end on Friday. We're out. Yeah, and continue enjoying your holidays. Hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.